I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This, this is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there, join the militia. Rate, review, subscribe, iTunes especially. We appreciate all of those who have done so already. If you haven't, get on over there. Look, get on over there. We're not asking you to lie. If, so if you don't like the show, just keep it to yourself. If you like it, though, let us know how much. Let us know over at Apple iTunes. Okay. Joe, a tale of two halves is something we heard. Mm. I don't think it emphasizes enough what Syracuse pulled off yesterday against Norner Dame. Uh, the Orange outscored the Irish 42-12 to to finish the game after trailing by 20 with 16-49 left to go. An amazing 180 turnaround. They improved to 12-6, and 7-5 and in the ACC. You'll hear from us. We'll hear from you in fan feedback. The Orange will travel to Duke with a scheduled tip at 7 o'clock. And Dan Hamer, he'll join us. Uh, in, he is from the SU Lax Pod. He'll give us a quick rundown of today's 18 to 11 loss to Army. Bit of a disappointment in a new segment uh, this lacrosse season. We call it Hamer Time. Seriously original stuff there. Seriously wow. original stuff. So, anyways, this series with Army uh, is sits at 41 to 27 in favor of Army. So, and I spoke with Dan yesterday, and he said, you know, the Syracuse lacrosse team's going to face Army tomorrow. Probably be the toughest game. So he said a good gauge for the Syracuse lacrosse team will be against UVA next Saturday. So okay. be on the lookout for that. Yeah. That comes they looked from, good in the beginning of the game, right? But they looked really good. So, yeah. But then they didn't. So yeah. Well, I looked, I looked at a little bit of the previews and stuff, and they said something about how our defense is going to be a big, a big deal there. And our goalie was so, so close right there so many times. Yeah. Just, he just a, 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 a Split second behind some of those. Uh, Syracuse yeah. moves to 51st in Kempom and 46 in the net after the win. And by the way, just for the sake of, I don't know, bringing it up, Louisville lost 99 to 54 against UNC three days after post after the postponed Syracuse game, which begs me to wonder. <coughs> three days after, so either they could have told us before we traveled there, or we could have played the game. That's the way it appears to me. Mm, no. What, so what, about the rules? What what was the what was it though? Well, they had a positive test, so they have so, to the, so, oh, they have to kind of pause, stops, do the contact tracing and make sure that everyone else gets a negative test and then once you get a negative test and everyone else is cleared to play. So okay, it seems so it, to me like they just had a positive test and then they did the contact tracing, they did another test and there was enough negative tests for them to be able to play this game. Okay, so that that span of three days it took to just test and contact trace. That was pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, they got their asses kicked. So. Yeah, they did. <laughs> it just goes to show you how bad, sure really, how how important it really is to uh, be in game situations and playing 
on a consistent basis rather than having these pauses and just practicing. It's just important to play. And we saw that in the first half of the game yesterday against Notre Dame. Syracuse going a week without playing. In fact, let's hear, let's, let's, let's do, we're doing something a little different today. I'm going to let Buddy lead it off. Buddy, leading off the press. Okay. I was just uh, <laughs> up and down. I mean, it was a game of two halves, two completely games it felt like. Um, you know, first half, we just couldn't get stops. They were running on us. Um, you know, our offense was stagnant. We weren't getting good looks. And then just the second half was a completely different game, uh, starting with the press. The press did, a, did us a, just a great job for us and was big for us. We got steals, deflections, and made them rush, made them take shots that, you know, probably would they probably would have used some clocks before they took it. So just getting stops, getting out, running, and uh, – it was just a lot of fun and uh, just proud of guys like Rob and, you know, taking a charge, getting rebounds. Quincy got it going. He was more aggressive attacking. And, you know, Marek was Marek making plays for everyone, just being the guy we need him to be. And uh, Kadari was also great. And it was just a lot of fun. And, you know, it's a big one for us. Uh, we needed to win that. And, you know, we just we never gave up. We always, you know, down 18, down 20, whatever it was, we just we just fought and stayed together. 29 points, a career high. Oh, what was working for Buddy uh, in all aspects? Well, you know, everybody has face guarded him, and it's really been hard for him to get shots. I mean, he just he's shooting 50% on open threes. The problem is we can't get him any open threes. In the second half, throwing it out of the rebound, we got him a three and that two times, and then we got him one in the first half that way, and then we got him uh, two, in the, and then Marek got him a handoff for a wide open three. So it was guys getting him the ball when he's set. Uh, everybody knows, you know, you make more threes when you're spotting up, and he's probably a 50% three-point shooter from spot spot ups, but he's not getting many of those. Hey Jim, I wanted to ask how the NCAA tournament bubble picture factored into this. Like, is that something you talked about at halftime, or just kind of? Stephen, Stephen, you can stop right there. We never talk about it, ever, and we will never talk about it. You talk about it. We do not. We try to play the next game, and that's all we do. I just can't believe we got the stops we got, that the press worked so well. I was hoping the press would work a little bit. It worked a lot better than that. Um, it got our aggression going on defense. We were more aggressive defensively. We moved better. They weren't just missing shots. We weren't giving them shots. We were not giving them shots. We were just really doing a great job of not giving them shots. And that's hard to do against a team like Notre Dame. To, to put those numbers up against them, that's one of the biggest surprises of, of this or any year. Uh, I, I'm, I'm still shocked by what this team did today. This is no aspersion, casting aspersion on Jalen Johnson. I, I haven't even seen Jalen Johnson play this year, to be honest. He's a tremendous player, probably be a great pro. I just made the observation, my opinion, that I thought they played better without him in those two games. Jay Billis said, I said, he, that they're a better team without him permanently. I didn't mean, I didn't say that. I didn't mean to say that. Just in those two games, game and a half, they were a better team than I've seen this year. Nothing against Jalen Johnson. Some people have said he shouldn't have left school. I didn't say that. Some people have said he's not thinking about his team. I didn't say that. I don't even know Jalen Johnson. I don't even really haven't seen him that much. I don't even know how good he is. And Duke could be better if he was back. We'll not know that because he didn't come back. But I was not trying to downgrade Jalen Johnson in any way, shape, or form. And Jay Billis is flat wrong if he thinks I did that. I didn't. I made an honest evaluation. We're playing Duke Monday. This was Thursday. That I think Duke's playing the best that they've played. Period. That's all. All right, the coach montage was brought to us, is brought to us okay. by Bet Online. The title sponsor for the Cuse Militia and Armchair Media. We're going to reverse engineer that coach montage after this. Mm. What, Joe? None. Okay, here we go. It, it seems like coach is always in the middle of some kind of 
shit storm. And here we are. Another day, another storm. So, mm. as it were, uh, football is over. Professional basketball, college basketball, NHL, NASCAR. Uh, you're breaking up. They're all in full swing. Bet online. They even cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Everybody loves free. Head over there, use your mobile device today, and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Armchair. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Armchair. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Thank you. Bet online. Okay, Joe. So, um, you know, it's <clears throat> you do have to be. So, Coach was on. Let's let's put this in context. Let's put this in total mm. context for for anybody who hasn't heard it. This was his comments when when uh, Matt Park asked him about Duke in their situation. It's just a basic question, an upcoming game that Syracuse is about to play. You know, kind of rocky season that, that, that they have had. They uh, had a young man opt out uh, they, this week. What do you make of the Blue Devils? They flipped it around. That guy was hurting them. So they actually are much better now uh, without him. He was just doing some things and keeping other people from playing that are good. So they've had two monster wins since he's opted out. Okay, so that's that, all right? It seemed harmless, not premeditated, but you have to be careful when you're talking about student-athletes on what you say and how you say it, right? Fair enough? Mm. That's fair enough, right? Okay, yeah. so uh, just, you know, ironically, Duke goes out and beats number seven Virginia last night by one point at home. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jalen Johnson's not playing. Okay, I'm just going to mm. throw that out there. Okay, so, you know, the idea that, and look, I see both sides of this argument, okay? I really do, and I think that you can make an argument for, oh, well, th- and this isn't even what Coach is saying, but this is kind of how it was, you know, Coach criticizing him for his move or whatever or saying that he's no good, Um Look, he's making a simple observation. The idea that we cannot make observation to be truthful, even though we're talking about student athletes, is absurd. Okay? Um, They put themselves out there. They make those decisions. Is it a business decision for Jalen Johnson? Did he quit? I think you can make an argument for both. And two things can be true at the same time. It could be a business decision, and he could have just said, you know what, I'm I'm done. It could be both, guys. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Right, Joe? Yeah. So, well, and sometimes, uh, you know, the marriages really don't work, right? So true. it's a situation where maybe he wasn't getting along with coach. Maybe he wasn't getting along with the teammates. And we're speculating and, there. We're speculating. And, well, we are, but uh, needless to say, like he said, it was an observation where when he was out there, he was trying to do too much and do some things from a coaching observation. And, and that's really all that is. That's an opinion from a coach from the outside looking in. And, uh, yeah, I just think that, Nowadays, too many times things are said and instead of asking questions for context, there's just people that just jump to conclusions and make their own kind of story out of it. So uh, that's really what this is. And um, it it sucks because, like you said, I mean, he's kind of old school. He doesn't do the PC thing and he's going to say it how he sees it and he should be able to have that opinion. But he just gets lambasted. Dude, like ridiculous. Remind me again, Joe. Where did Jay Billis go to college? Where do you play ball at? Duke. Okay. Okay. So maybe and let's not pretend like him and Coach K aren't like really good friends. Talking right? about so... Jim. Talking about Coach. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. sure. Sure. Okay. And do you think? Does anybody think within earshot of my voice right now that that Coach Beheim's going to go on his radio station or radio show that? He knows everybody's listening to and lambasts a, a team, a, a player from another team who he, who coach, who the coach is best friends with. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, no. This, this is honest observation. Th- like it, he said. It, it, it is. And it's just unfortunate. And it was innocent. And I think that it's dumb. I think we are making yeah. a controversy got, where there is I not heard one. heard like he got killed today because of him trying to defend himself. Oh, oh, from the at the presser, the part that we played. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's all it's ne- that's that stuff's never going to end, 
and no. um, a coach should just continue to be coach. And uh, yes, simple observations like that, I think uh, we are treading in ridiculous territory when we've gone now three days, four, four days now. You said it happened today, too. So we're, we're going on right. four days of this crap. Yeah. Like, come on. Do we have nothing else to report on? Especially considering, yeah, considering the fact that, like, there's probably a lot of coaches that would have the same opinion. And who knows if Coach K even agrees with it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there was a, a, a difference of what was going on there. And it didn't work out, you know, so who knows. But at the end of the day, I mean, considering what happened yesterday in, in our game and the fact that he had to, like, explain himself for the last minute of that presser. and then Four minutes. To, today he gets, yeah, and today he gets crushed more because of it like there's there's a bigger story there you know we were down 20 and came back and won like yeah why are we why are we talking about that because because it's gossip and it's dramatic and it's controversial apparently supposedly allegedly and so right. that's what we're gonna do and i think it's dumb i just want to throw it out there and by the way i said something on twitter today about you know basically what I was saying is that Duke coming out and winning kind of proved Coach's point. Winning last night against bit. UVA proved Coach's point, right? Well, then then all of a sudden I agree with his comments. Well, you know what? I don't disagree with his comments. At the end of the day, I don't care. At the end of the right. day, those comments are, are, are harmless. They're meant to be harmless. It's an observation. What, what do I care? What, seriously, I don't right. care. I don't. If, don't. If, the, if the media turns that into, if they just let it go and that's his show, we probably don't even know about this. We're not even talking about it. So I don't care because it's a nothing burger. All right. Next uh, next order of business. Stephen Bailey. Poor Stephen Bailey, man, in the pressers, bro. <laughs> Just talk about, talk about someone who gets lambasted. Hmm. You would think, though, that Coach is not talking about being a bubble team at halftime. Just my opinion. They don't talk about that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> You you gotta come I mean, up you gotta you gotta come up with something better than that, I get Steven. It. I get it. Yeah, I get it. I mean, he knows what he's gonna get with that. So absolutely. Who knows? You know, sometimes people they ask questions, and I wonder if they just do that to just see what they're gonna trigger. To to see if they can get a sound bite, which just, which yeah, I just took see. and put on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Pretty much something like that. Yeah. It's a waste of a. It's a waste of a of a uh, of time and space inside of a press conference. So if you ask come me. on, he knows that. I know he's got to know. He's got to know, right? He must. That's my point. He's got to know. Come on, Stephen. Come on, man. All right. Rooting for you, bro. But, but, buddy, Buddy Beheim. What an amazing performance yesterday for Buddy. Probably his best game, I think. Obviously, scoring a game high, a career high, 29 points, shooting 10 for 19 from the field, 6 for 10 from three. Just, just an amazing performance right when we needed him. And um, James put out a uh, interesting tweet. I think it was this morning. He said a storyline that continues to merge toward the end of Syracuse's season. Buddy Beheim is shooting 50% from deep over his past five games. He's 16 for 32 from behind the arc. The Orange are 7-1 when he makes three or more threes in a game. So what can you say about Buddy Joe? And, you know, talk about someone who gets lambasted as well. Buddy's one of them. And because he's coach's son and he hasn't been very consistent to say the least at times. But, you know, we saw Joe step up last week. Now he gets lambasted uh, <laughs> for, for, for what he did, you know, missing the layup, which was ugly. But, uh, you know, he gets to sit and out comes Robert Braswell and Kadari Richmond. And then you've got Buddy. And all of a sudden they, they just tear this 20-point deficit down quick. I mean, as quick as it could go. And mm. Buddy, Buddy Beheim was in fuego, could not miss, and basically um, just tore him up. I mean, he tore him up. Yeah. I like how you keep you know using the word that I brought up, by the way. That lambasted. Lambasted, the... yes, I like that. That's what I, do to, <laughs> that's what I do every Thanksgiving to my turkey. I lambasted it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that, that team that they had there, obviously you saw it. Uh, we didn't sub after that. I mean, Joe Girard and, and Alan Griffin, they sat the last 14 minutes pretty much, and you saw that that press work. We sped Notre Dame up like Buddy talked about, and 
that's kind of what we needed to do. Uh, we got them off their game. They took some shots, some fast shots that they normally probably wouldn't. And, uh, buddy, yeah, I mean, what, 20 points in the second half? I mean, what else really can you say? You know, 10 and 19, he was he was hot. Mark, he made some shots, and then Kadari came in and did what he did. And Yeah, man, it's, I don't know, it's tough. I'm sure there's a lot of people at halftime that, I mean, there was, was people happen. shutting off the games. There was people I saw who, oh, you know, well, my dad was like, I don't know if I can watch second half, man. I, I like, was I wasn't looking forward to it. But at halftime, it was 14 points. And I'm thinking, well, this isn't looking good. It is not looking good. And well, um, I was I was hoping that it, uh, it, it you know, Mike Bray's and grin the entire uh, first half was probably <laughs> one of the most obnoxious things to have to endure for that. But a 14-point deficit going into the locker room and then not playing great in the first four minutes of the second half, extend they extend the lead to 20. Joe Girard makes a beautiful steal, heads to the basket and misses a freaking layup. And you're just like, okay, well, you know, I tweeted. I said, we're done. This is it. This is the story of the day. And uh, Joe missing a layup after a steal sums it up, and we're done. I didn't think we were going to come back to win, but I didn't shut it off. I mean, I would never do that. Right. But, but, yeah, you know, there's people who who came on Twitter or whatever and said, you know, I shut it off. But I cannot believe, you know, I went back and watched it. I cannot believe that they that they pulled that off. And, I mean, amazing. So. Well, then that's kind of like again. That's kudos to coaching. Uh, oh, I know he, that people retire, to try Jim. To, retire. Know. Yeah, retire. Yeah, but again, uh, you know, Alan Griffin and Joe Girard. Alan Griffin had some foul trouble. Uh, had two blocks. Led the team as far as in that category. Um, they didn't kill us. They both went two for six from the floor. They both had five points. So you had ten points, and uh, they both ended up playing less minutes than Kadari Richmond. So it was kudos to coach. Like I said, I'm like, I've always, I'm always going to say, I don't care who starts as long as coach makes the adjustments to the right players. And, and then those guys get those minutes. Just, just credit, and, credit to you too, real quick while you're on that was that you said Kadari's going to get extended minutes. You think Joe's going to start, but Kadari's probably going to get extended minutes because of some of the matchup issues that were, presented in this game and sure enough that was the difference in Braswell with extended minutes 16 minutes did a great job took a mm-hmm. huge took a charge it was a huge play taking yeah. taking that charge and yeah. and I believe he had what do you have da, 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 da. he had three points Braswell. but he had five yeah. rebounds so yeah played well and it was funny because my dad was like yes yeah, we're going small and we're playing but I'm like what do you mean we're going small we took out Griffin put in Braswell Braswell's taller mm-hmm and we brought in Kadari for Joe. I would so love your dad him. on some fan feedback, by the way. Oh, God. No, He's not on Facebook, he is he? No. Well, he is, but not like that. So, But either way, um, yeah, having that lineup in there, I mean, it brought athleticism. It brought um, just a wingspan, just lengthy, lengthy players when you look at the players that were out there. And um, like I said, kudos to Coach to, to make that call and to keep them in there. Because I thought that at some point he was going to make a change, you know. Okay, we we came back, we made the the run. Now we're we're ahead a little bit, so we're going to s- slow down and we're going to bring in these guys. And and you know, kudos for him keeping in keeping in the five players that that got him there. Yeah. So and and you know, hey man, uh, it doesn't always work, but when it does, you look like a freaking genius. So uh, the right thing was done there. No, you had to tough, do something. Tough decision. All right, it's time to hear from you. Time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. You guys know what to do at the end of every game. I'm going to ask for your thoughts. You go there on the socials, Twitter, at Cuse Militia on Twitter, Facebook, and, well, that's pretty much it. Ask for your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, by the way, just just out of just uh, because I mentioned it, Facebook is – I'm about, like, I don't know, just this close, Joe, if you can see that. That's very close. My finger's almost wow. touching. See that? That's how close I am to just saying screw it. The Facebook page is, isn't working because it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Okay, I don't know if it's because then we can't go live. That's true. Damn it, Facebook. They win again. They win again. Zuckerberg. <laughs> 
You know, is I, I have deleted all but deleted my 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 personal Facebook page, and you can't have a, a, a you know I can't have the Cuse Militia page without my personal page. So I've just taken all, all the pictures off of it and all the posts as much as I could so far, and um, I just have the Cuse Militia stuff because I just cannot stand Facebook and Twitter's. At least we. At least I don't feel like. At least I feel like people see our stuff. Let's put it that way. Right. All right. Top fan on Facebook, Robert. First of all, that was an amazing comeback. Hats off to these guys. Great defense. It seems every time their schedule gets interrupted, they have a rough first half. Man, what a great win. Yeah, we well, look at Louisville. I mean, we were one week. Louisville was about two and a half weeks. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they got walloped. Walloped, to say the least. Uh, top fan, David, on Facebook. Wow, just wow. Big win. Have faith in these guys going forward. If we make the tournament, we can shock the world. Well, let's see. Let's see. <laughs> we, we are, we are. you know, that, that definitely helps. It definitely helps. But as James points out, and these are, his, these are his numbers, so if they're wrong, well, blame James. Here's the quadrant breakdown as of now. Normally, Joe does this, but he's quite, been quite lazy lately. And uh, he has not he has not done the legwork on this, so we'll just steal it from from James Zuba on Twitter. No uh, shame. James uh, James Zuba on Twitter. Go there, get the stats. Quadrant one. Well, let's start like right here. Quad four wins. We're four and zero. Oh. Excellent. Quad three six and one could be better. Quad two three and one not terrible. Quad one zero oh and four. We do not have a quad one win, and we had an opportunity. I feel like an, a a tragic. Missed opportunity against Louisville, <laughs> judging by what I saw last night. You're not lying. Yeah. So, you know, they were still hovering around. That was a, yeah, they're still being mm. there because they were in the 30s. They were 34. They got to be a 75 for us being on the road, would still be a quad one game. So, yeah. Um, top fan Jesse on Facebook. Great comeback. The reason I sound so negative all the time is we get flashes of how great this team can be, and it's frustrating. Buddy was great for two halves for the first time ever. Kadari, Buddy, Mark were fantastic in the second half. I think one thing that hurts us the most that we can control is our shot selection. Griffin and Gerard sometimes take bad shots, and then alongside, alongside size is why I like Kadari. And either Buddy or Woody. Kadari hasn't shot three in a shot a three in the past five games, so I like how he's adjusted and just start and starting driving. So and started driving. So all right, quickly. Uh, shot selection for Joe Gerard and Alan Griffin. Yes, I think Alan's getting better. Joe wasn't terrible in the last game. Actually, he he barely shot the ball against right. Notre Dame. He shot the ball six times. He was two for six, one for two from three. So, um, you know, I, if you're going to point out the guys that do it, it's them, I think, um, you know, but, um, Kadari, he knows his shots, not the three. I think he's made it clear. I think coach has made yeah. it clear for him in the press conferences. Yeah. So, he's well, I think that coach makes it clear to these players what he expects them to do. And if you kind of do your own thing and go against what he's saying, then, uh, you might not be in there. And we have depth now to where if you're not doing what he expects you to do, then he's going to make the change. So I think that has a lot to do with with that. I would agree. And um, I think that uh, as far as Woody Newton's concerned, I know that he did have a couple games where he did play well and everything like that. I just think that with Braswell in the game that he played and just the fact that we haven't seen Woody Newton and some of the you know rumors and everything like that, I would just be – I mean – Wait to see. Cautiously Woody, optimistic. But, yeah. To say the least on that one, yes, I think. Yes, 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 Top fan. All the top fans getting in on it. Michael on Facebook. Glad I stuck with it and watched the whole game. Michael. Yes. Mm. Facts. Facts. Yes. You don't want to be that guy going back and having to rewatch it after you know they already won. How exciting yeah. is that? It's not. Like I said, <laughs> my dad was at halftime saying, I don't know if I can watch the second half. I'm like, Dad, 14 points. We go on a five, seven-point run. We can make it, you know, and then the first four minutes happen, and that was even more difficult. But as soon as we started pressing, uh, had that lineup in there, 
totally different team. How about the press too, Joe? For the first time this year, I think, well, not for the first time, definitely for the first time the year, this year, it worked. And oh, to work to work that well for to so long. To work that long. Like to, you're right. Let's specify. So it I has mean, worked honestly, in spurts, but that was, an, that was an extended amount of time, and it worked really good. They did a great and job. And coach, coach talked about that in the presser about how he still couldn't believe it. And when you really look back at the, the scheme of things of, like, comeback games and everything, obviously everyone's going to look at, like, Virginia and the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight or whatever it was, right? But um, – that today or yesterday had um, similar moments to that. It really did feel kind of, I mean, obviously we weren't in the tournament and, you know, the stakes weren't so high, but that was the type of game, like that game felt like that, like that Virginia game. Yeah, absolutely. Did. Um, so um, Michael, same Michael, top fan, Michael, he's got a, he's got a buy, seller hold, but we're going to hit that. Uh, we're going to hit that up after this, and we'll hear from Dan Hamer of the SU Lax Pod in a segment we call Hamer Time. We'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. 
Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Not the way we thought it'd go. That's the theme for today. We saw Syracuse lose to Army 18-11 in men's lacrosse. Season opener for Syracuse, Army into their third game, and it definitely showed today. A couple stats about the game. Army came in ranked number 12. Syracuse came into the game, game ranked number 4. Army also went on a 16-5 to run to close the game. Syracuse was up 6-2 to going into the second, but Army just dominated after that. Made a couple of adjustments on defense and offense and took advantage of some Syracuse mistakes. Army's transition game probably accounted for about 60% of their goals. It felt like when they needed momentum, that's where they got it. Army didn't win a lot of face-offs, but when they got possession, they controlled the clock and dominated that. Like I said, we're going to get into more of that on the SULAX podcast. Follow the show on Twitter at SULAXPod and also on the Facebook page if you search SULAX. All right, a couple more things real quick. Look, you like sneakers, Dro? You like you like sneakers? Sure. Do you or don't I'll you? Play your game. Do you or don't you? Sure. You'll play I my game. You'll play my yeah. game. Golly, you are something else. <laughs> Whether rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for on eBay as the original sneaker marketplace. eBay is the place to go to cop a pair you've been eyeing. And with eBay's authenticity guarantee, a team of independent professional authenticators perform a rigorous inspection of the sneakers before you purchase them and before they're sent to you. you they, they're probably not going to do it before you purchase them. Probably, though, before they send them to you. So you can shop confidently knowing your pair is the real deal and for the sneaker sellers out there. eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers 100 plus, making it free to sell or flip your collection with other sites taking as much as 25%, you're going to have a lot of extra money left for more sneakers. Joe loves them. Yay! Check out ebay.com slash sneakers today. Go there. Check them out. By the way, Armchair giving away some sneakers uh, here shortly. I'll get that stuff up on the socials eventually. I might look at that, Pro- actually. Probably should have already done it. If you're going to buy sneakers, do yourself a favor. Go over to eBay. Dot com slash sneakers. It's easy, bro. Yeah. I bought a I bought a pair of orange uh, Air Force Ones. All orange Air Force Ones. Orange laces, everything. Okay. Wow. They good yeah, for you. Yeah, and they're nice, bro. And they came authentic, and they're good. Get well, them. I have to order my shoes on PSA anyway, so. PSA DNA. Um, all right, no one cares, Joe. On to the next okay. thing here. Bet online, the title sponsor for the Cuse Militia and Armchair Media. Look, Bet Online, they cover award shows, TV shows, reality TV, even professional basketball, college basketball, the NHL, baseball, NASCAR. They cover it all, bro. They cover it all. So 
Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all your news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet, and it's free to sign up. Free, folks. Head over there on your mobile device today. Use the promo code armchair and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code armchair, bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you, bet online. Okay, let's get to Michael's buy, sell, or hold. Keep these coming, guys. Anytime you can think of a, this is a good, this is an example of a good buy, sell, or hold. I love this. I'm going to give it to myself first, okay? Sean, Notre Dame is Syracuse's ACC rival. Now, look. I'm going to answer myself now. This, this I do not know if I've said on the show, Joe, but I've definitely said it to you, that I think this is, this is probably potentially the, a real uh, good rivalry within the ACC. I know a lot of especially younger guys like to look at the and gals like to look at Duke as a as the rivalry, but Duke UNC, think Duke I mean how many rivalries can they have? How many can they own? So is it a rivalry for us and not them? I don't know. Is it a small rivalry? Sure, it is. But the way in in Michael goes to note, just look at all the tight games over the past few years. These games have been contentious. They have been ugly at times, and they have been close, and they've been hard fought, and I think that this is legit. I would, if, if I'm right now, at this point, especially after, I would have bought this before yesterday, but after yesterday as well, I buy. So, Joe, how about you? Buy, sell, or hold? Notre Dame is Syracuse's ACC rival. Hold. Okay. You going to explain? Sorry. This isn't a lightning no. round. I mean, I could. I could. Uh, no, I just think that, you know, with this whole Syracuse Duke thing and people have been trying to push that lately the past couple of years, we've had a lot of close games against them. And obviously with coach K and Jim knowing each other the way they do. Uh, and it's just funny that all this stuff is starting to just pop up in the news, right? Where, you know, Jim Baham's talking about Duke players and all this stuff and we're about to play them. So, uh, it's funny. We'll see what happens after Monday. Probably answer that better after Monday. Yeah, well, like I said, I just think that with the way that Syracuse has played uh, Notre Dame the past couple of years to um, to his point, that I think it's you can make a good argument for it. And I've thought this before. I like I said, I don't know if we said it on the air, but I definitely said it to you. So yeah, um, well, it makes sense because also they came from the Big East, so it's a team that. I mean, yeah, obviously well, came over with us and yeah. it kind of just happens to be our best rivalry from Pitt was a pretty good teams one. that well, Pitt was good, too. But obviously we play them every year twice and um, even in football every year. So uh, they're definitely a rival in as far as when you look at it through conference wise. But um, I think Notre Dame's definitely given us the closer games and the tougher games since we've joined the ACC. Uh, top fan here on Facebook, our buddy. God bless Buddy and Mark. I knock on Buddy more than anyone, but man, this kid works hard, and I'm so happy he got this game. Kadari, game changer. Uh, Braswell, game changer. The fact that they made this comeback without Gerard and Griffin is very telling. This was an awesome win versus the hottest team in the league. Can't stand Hub, uh, but love the kid's swagger. Just an incredible win. That is effort. Effort is free. That's right, Mahir. That is true. And there's mm-hmm. a T-shirt to prove it over at Q's Motion Teaspring. Yes, sir. So uh, the um, the the hottest team in the league. They they were trending. They were trending there. Mm, uh, six and eight. Man. Yeah. And we yeah. talked about the losses they've had. I mean, yeah. a lot of the losses they've had were against really good teams. Yes, all of them. Power five teams. Yeah, all of them. Power yeah. five. Uh, the other thing that I saw in here, um, oh, yeah, Prentice, Prentice Hub, dude. I, I cannot stand mm. him. I have said off the air how many times I just this kid rubs me the wrong way. Uh, that's why I loved the the Joe Girard handoff last year to him. Uh, he's chippy. I like that about any player, and I can respect that. But um, and I'm sure he's a great. I'm sure he's a, a, a fine young man, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. Have to have someone that you don't like in Hub's mind. I, I, I you know, mm. you know. It, Grayson Allen, he, he doesn't. He's not Grayson Allen level, but he's up there. So, anyways, 
Uh, let's see. At David Super on the Twitter, we miss having a full 30K packed dome, especially how this game would have unfolded. It would have been wild. No question. No. No, no question. No. I mean, no. What what can you even say? I mean, it's not the even... broadcasters alluded to that as well. Like, obviously, we know anybody that's been in that stadium or dome during in a close game. Yes. Right. Yeah. With and even something like that, like a comeback like that would have been ridiculous. Oh, Those threes electric. Yeah. 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 No doubt. No doubt about it. At one Kevin Nash, I give him from Twitter. I give him this because. He gives us his top five every week, and I love it. I think it's great. One, uh, tale of two halves, duh. Two, Buddy got hot and stayed hot. Three, Q was off but loved the way he was on the glass. Four, stat stuffer by Dolajai. Five, respect the defense from Richmond and Braswell. Go, hashtag go Qs. So, <clears throat> like I said, a tale of two halves. I don't He's think he does point. it. Does it does, he, he usually is. Uh, which point. is which is why he gets the cheer. So yeah. uh, uh, my favorite thing out of this though was Q because he didn't do a lot. He didn't um, well. He didn't do a lot to, to add points. And I had nine points, right. but he almost had a double double, um, a quiet nine really. Um, and with fourteen rebounds, you know he had fourteen out of the thirty six. And you, that's how Syracuse is going to win games. They have they have to get oh. they have to get the rebounds. That's so, been the common denominator. Oh, absolutely. And, and how about how about everybody? Guerriere, two for two. Dolajai, six for six. Beheim three for three. Um, the, they, there wasn't a ton of... 11 for 11. 11 for 11 from the line. Not a ton of fouls being yeah. called in this one. No, dude, no, they let them play. Yeah, that was my did. whole thing was that, like, there are some games where you have officials or you have crews where Quincy Guerriere is going to get so many more free throws because it just... I mean, he attacked. Oh, my gosh. He was fouled 100 times down there. I mean, you could, but as long as they're calling it like that and they're saying, okay, play on, and they're giving us the same respect on the other end, then that's just a different crew calling it a different way. But there are some crews where they would have called. Juwan Durham would have been fouled out. I mean, it's it's a possibility. Yeah. 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 But, you know, Syracuse, too, they're they're killing it in the free throw department right now. It's kind of, um, really, it's, it's unbelievable. So... Um, I was just mm-hmm. about Compared to, to what it used up. to be. I think they were at eighty. They were at eighty percent, and they are. Yeah, they're right about eighty percent still. So still trending up. No, first in the ACC. Yeah. And a couple of years ago, we would we were talking about how bad our free throws yeah, were. Yeah, two so. years ago, right? Because yes, last mm-hmm. year they weren't terrible, but the year before that wasn't great. Um, oh. At K Nebiwaniak, what an awesome comeback! And they did it. Oh, with you defense. always read that. Shut up, Joe. <laughs> and they did it with defense and some incredible shooting from Buddy. Uh, goodbye, yeah, JG3. Yeah. Hello, Kadari again. Well, look, the defense was so shredded in the first half. To see it come out to be uh, very defensively turned around in that game, and especially with the press and stuff, uh, was, I mean, that's a feat. That defense was night and day from what it was. And they just rattled them. And they had to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They had to. I mean, you had we talked about how experienced this team is as far as, you know, juniors and seniors all over the place, smart players, uh, Notre Dame, duh, you know, so they moved the ball around in the half court so well against us and got their shots every single time. So, I mean, doing putting the guys in that he did and, and, and run the press, it, it had to be done because, again, could we have done that and they could have continued to hit shots and just kill us? Yes. But at some point we had to change it up. And I know there's some people that say, oh, go to man, go to man. Like that's pretty much what we're going to see from Bayheim. If he's going to change it up, he's just going to go full court, just hardcore like he did in, you know, the Virginia game back when we won the tournament game and, and like he did against Notre Dame. And sometimes you hit enough shots to where that that works. Yeah, you don't hit buddy doesn't hit the shots. It doesn't even make a difference. Right, exactly. So, at Tony Staffieri, it makes it, it, it's a make and miss game. High major guys can hit open shots. Glad to see the adjustment in the zone in the second half as Notre Dame got very few open looks. Yeah, and they were killing them. I would if you would have told me if you would have told me that Syracuse was really going to come out on top as a better uh, three point shooting team after the first half, I'd have laughed in your face. There's no way. Oh, dude, I mean they had open looks though. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah, they did, but they, they missed them. Yeah, they just 
they had open looks. There was guys that were didn't miss in the first half. They didn't miss in the first half. I mean, let's be honest. No, I mean, they not only missing. did we not play great defense, but they did not miss. And they were they got so cocky and full of themselves. And they came out and they started to do it again in the beginning. And then we changed it up and things changed. And as soon as we got into single digits and started hitting shots, you could tell the pressure. You could tell that Notre Dame felt the pressure and they were forcing shots and getting sped up and taking shots that they normally wouldn't take just because they beat the press and they were still missing. So uh that that's the only way that you're going to get that kind of comeback when you're down that much at nick dusky on twitter thoughts jg3 isn't a this isn't class b anymore and your lack of athleticism athleticism shows you need to transfer to a non-power five school also focus on making the lay not trying to draw the n1 did he try to draw an n1 it sure looked like it like it to me that's or or just a foul in general. You got to make that no. shot though. Well, I totally I mean, agree I'm... with that. But but he scored twenty two point. What was it? Twenty two points in the last game. Um... He's just. I mean, again, it's inconsistency. That's when you're talking about like a tale of two halves, right? Like uh, yeah. obviously, there's a reason why twenty three points two... in the last game. So there's a reason why you play two halves, right? But a yeah. tale of two halves is. I mean, that's how you can change it. You can turn it around. You can have some guy that's playing like crap and, and turn it around and they can score 20 points in the second half. And I'm not saying that, that was Buddy because I know he had nine in the first half, but I'm just saying that um, it goes game to game and, and there is inconsistency. And that's one of our biggest things is I think that's one of the most frustrating things as far as fans can see is that you see these these spurts where we look so good. Like we look like a top 25 NCAA tournament team. And then all of a sudden we pull like a first half like against Notre Dame and we're like, oh, what is going on? Yeah. And they just came out, you know, it was it was bad. They they just came out lazy, tired, flat and slow. And, and that's what it looks just, like, right? Yeah. No just, energy. No energy, which is uh, no aggressiveness. Yeah. So, uh, which speaks to this here, uh, the party cactus on Twitter, it felt like the comeback was directly related to energy and athleticism on the floor at the time, which speaks very highly of Braswell and Richmond. Yeah. I mean, coach with the tough decision to put those guys in when they were needed the most. And that was pointed out too by, by, um, I forget. I don't think it was in fan feedback, but it was a good point. And if I think of it before I end here, I will give credit. But it was a great point um, that I saw on social media. So he, he makes the tough decision to do that. They get in the game, and he sticks with them. And they make a difference, and, and it turned out ended up being a, the obvious great call. You know, When you make a call like that and it works, it's obvious, right? When you make a call like that right. and it doesn't work, then you know, I mean, you look like an idiot. Right. Well, why was Alan and Joe on the bench? Because that's what we would have heard if it happened, if if, if it worked the other way. So because you can't oh, please yeah, everybody. 100 percent. Right. Yeah. He had to make a change. He had to do something. He put in basically between Dolzai and Braswell and Gary A and Kadari Richmond. You're talking about four guys between what the the height of six, seven to six, ten. That's got ridiculous wingspan athletic. And then you got Buddy in there who's obviously got some size as well, like. We had a long team out there that were pressing, and when, once we got the momentum, man, uh, obviously you saw what happened. So, at Nick Goodman eighteen on Twitter, season is still alive. The way they played in the second half was incredible, and that's why we have been so frustrated with this team this season because they are capable of playing like that. Also, Notre Dame became uh, human and started missing shots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that sums it up right there. I mean, yeah. the reason we are so hard on this team, the reason I think that I'm so hard on buddy and Joe is because we've seen what they can do. They're they're They are this good. And to your last point on the last comment, it's all about consistency, but some of it has <laughs> to do with just being able to, have the matchups that you want. Prentice yeah. was shutting Joe was shutting Joe down. He was all yeah. over him. There was he didn't have a shot. And, well, and two- it's, it's a good point that you bring up is the fact that like our offense to, and I can understand the fans frustration with off because when we're in our half court offense, it seems like it is like nothing. It seems like it's, you know, uh, pick and roll, try to, you know, he, it's either hero ball or it's pick and roll and try to get like a one-on-one just advantage. And there's not a lot of movement and not a lot of passing. There's a lot of standing around. 
uh, this this last again we 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 won because of the press and the fact that once we got steals and once we got you know rebounds and forced quick shots, we we got down court and we got buckets um, before they could get their defense set. So um, it, it really just depends. To me, it's 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 coaches making the right calls. Like I said, I don't care who starts as long as he makes the right substitutions and the right calls during in-game obviously decisions then i'm cool with it and he did exactly that a quick turnaround for duke and syracuse both haven't played saturday night syracuse is going to travel to cameron indoor tomorrow joe monday uh at 7 p.m uh, the all-time series sits at 10-6 and six in favor of Duke. The Orange are currently on a three-game losing streak against Duke. The last game a year ago in February, a 97-88 loss in the Dome. Dolajai with 22 points and Hughes with 21 points. Duke, they're currently 10-8 and eight and 8-6 eight and six in the ACC. Duke is currently also on their own win streak of three games after beating UVA by one point last night at home. Uh, not a very big team, Joe, besides seven-foot uh, freshman center Mark Williams, but he's only averaging around 11 minutes a game. Mm, it's I from your neck of the woods. Maybe look for him to play a little bit more against us, though, maybe. I don't know. You'll tell me. Uh, the one guy that really worries me is 6'9 sophomore forward Matthew Hurt. He's averaging 18.5 points a game. He scored a game-high 22 against Virginia last night, and he's shooting 47% from behind the arc. 47%. 45 for 96. He's crushing mm-hmm. it. Duke is 30th in Kempom and 55th in the net, making this a quad one game for Syracuse on the road. By the way, I've talked about the algorithm of, not the the formula, I should say, of Kempom compared to the net. I think it's more accurate. So for what it's worth, um, just a dramatic difference. You don't see that dramatic of a difference sometimes from from Kempom to the net. So that's why I compare them. Joe, this is somewhat a, a newly brewing rivalry. We talked a little bit about this for Syracuse fans, mostly younger Syracuse fans. It's definitely one of the games that we all look at and circle on our calendars every year. And at Mm -hmm. the beginning to midway through this year so far watching Duke, I didn't think they were going to be able to recover from some of the poor showings that they've had. But uh, here we are. So uh, they're they're turning it around just in time, which obviously does not bode well for us. Uh, The one thing we do have going – going for us, if anything, heading into Cameron indoors, that there's not gonna be any fans. So, uh, to take right. it for what it's worth. What else, Joe? Well, so Duke, it's weird right now. Cause when you're looking at where they are and you're looking at their schedule and where they are, um, a lot of that has to do with the fact that, that coach K kind of canceled their non-conference a little bit. So they only played four non-conference games in which they lost to uh, Illinois and Michigan State. They beat uh, Bellarmine and Coppin State, but they canceled all the rest of their non-conference games. So you're talking about a team that only has four non-conference games, and the rest has basically been um, in conference. But, uh, yeah, this is still a team that is going to give us problems. Um, I do agree with you when you talk about uh, Matthew Hurt, uh, freshman DJ Stewart, also can shoot a pretty good uh, three-point ball as well. And although they are inexperienced, they are kind of dripping with talent. And even, again, when they played against Virginia, um, Jamin Brakefield, who's another freshman, 6'8 freshman, um, he's been getting the minutes that Jalen Johnson kind of gave up uh, when he opted out. And this is a talented team. It's just they're young. And they're still trying to figure it out. And honestly, I'm I'm a little nervous. Yeah, you're more nervous now than you were three weeks ago, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And, and that for was kind sure, of my because point. it is still yeah. Duke, right? Yeah, I mean, right, I'm always so. nervous for Duke. Look, you know, when we talk about the rivalry thing, you know, for something to be a rivalry, you can't get you know your ass whooped every time. And you know, not that that's been happening, but, it, 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 you know, it, it, the past right. three games haven't been, like, extremely close or anything. And right. um, it's been tough. The last time we beat them was when they were number one, and we went to Cameron Indoor and beat them as an unranked team. It was the first right. time that ever that, that ever happened. So... Yeah, to, well, to I don't want to make it sound like they're not an unbeatable team. Oh, they're, un- they're, right? they're beatable, but, sure. 
But, you know, you're looking at Coach Krzyzewski really is very good at coaching against the zone. Out of all the coaches that we face, he probably knows it the best, I think, at least in the ACC. I think if you, you know, and plus, obviously, he's a great coach. So, um, you know, that's one thing that always worries me is is right. how well coached they are, you know. And they can be down, too, and come back as well. So the game's never over. And they've had right. some poor showings this year. They've, they've had some, they've had some bad, they've had some bad games to say the least. No. So, um, well, they're still trying to figure it out again. They have a lot of the, the, the freshman guards. They got Jordan Goldwire, who's a, a senior guard that uh, has been there for a while and he plays great defense and you bring in the freshman guards of Jeremy Roach and, and DJ Stewart and, Wendell Moore Jr. last year uh, as a freshman, he played well, and there were some people that thought he was going to go to the league. Matthew Hurt, he can pretty much shoot from anywhere. Um, and then, obviously, with them losing Jalen Johnson, now that other people are coming in, and uh, you can see Coach K kind of messing with the lineup a little bit. And he didn't even start Goldwire this past week, just to kind of or this past game, just to kind of see what what the freshmen were going to do, um, but. It's going to be interesting one way or another. Um, it's just not – you don't really know what to expect because it's still a team that's growing and trying to figure out roles and stuff like that. So, But the, the talent's there. It's just whether or not they can figure it out. Yeah, and uh, a good 2-3 zone sure. and some good movement, um, it could it could kind of befuddle them for a little while. And hopefully uh, we can score on them and kind of get a good, good lead. Hopefully this last game kind of gets our spirits up and – well, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, definitely hoping for a little bit of a confidence booster, you know, and you've got you've got a team, two teams that are coming coming in hot, both on three game win streaks, and um, the confidence I think could be there for Syracuse too. But uh, you can't let the other team get in your head, and I feel like right. that's kind of what Syracuse does sometimes. Sometimes, and I think that not having fans, obviously. I think it's. I would honestly rather have the Cayman Crackheads in the stands, hmm. rather rather than it's not weird. there. I, yeah. I know. Well, it's weird. Even with Duke, it's weird with us because no matter what they've been ranked, no matter how good they've been, it seems like since we joined the ACC, we there's good games. Like I, I I've come to a point where I feel like no matter how good Duke is, uh, we can play them good enough to to win the game. You know, unlike even like a North Carolina, you know, like North Carolina, if they're good, they got good big men. And I mean, I'm not really looking forward to that game. But as far as Duke goes, because of the way that we played them, no matter what the ranking is, um, we always have a, a shot. And because of where they are this year, like we definitely have a shot. So this isn't just a a normal Duke team where you're like, oh, you know, let's see what happens. We might get our ass kicked. So but. it's a little bit more un- unknowns in there. I think. Oh, a lot more. I think it's so. That's why, like, if we don't, if if this isn't a close game, or if we can't win this game, that just (laughs) just tells you how good the talent is over talent is over there at Duke. Because the last three games, too, separated by nine points, twelve points, and nine points. So uh, no, they've won their last three. Yeah. No, I'm talking about our games with Duke. But yeah, they've won oh. their they've won their last three. But they, you know, yeah. Notre Dame beat them. They had a three two three game losing streaks uh, here, you know, and since January twelfth. So Virginia Tech, Pitt, Louisville, and then Miami, North Carolina, Notre Dame. So anyway, yeah. All right, look. So we had we had taken our guesses, our best guesses on the Notre Dame game, Joe. You had seventy nine seventy four, and I had seventy two sixty eight. So I didn't do too bad, actually. I didn't do too bad. I think I'm going to take that one. Well, how do you win that one? I don't know. I how, think, do you, how do you justify that? How do I justify it? Because I mean, we both. I we had both 68. They had 77. Win, right? I was off by one on their score, and I was off I by three the, on Syracuse. I think the next score. one. The next one is is how close was it, right? Well, it, what, on the spread, on the actual spread okay, there, so yeah, 12 points. Yeah, 12 points I'll give you to that. five I'll points. Give you that. Yep, that's yours. It's close. They were both good guesses. They were both good. So, which leads me to this. Quickly, Joe, a couple minutes mm. left. What is your Duke prediction? Lay it on me. 
I'm going to let you go first this time. 74-68, Syracuse. 74-68, Syracuse. That's interesting. Okay. I'm going to go. Jeez, guys. Duke always worries me. I don't ever come into a game thinking Syracuse is going to beat Duke. I got to be honest. I just don't. It makes it all that much better when they actually do. But I don't, that's not typically my mindset. And some of it has to do with my brother's a Duke fan. So Mm -hmm. it adds a little bit, it adds a little bit extra to it for me. And uh, obviously, I eat it up. And I don't tell, I don't, I don't express it to him, but because he knows when Syracuse beats Duke, right. he knows, right? I don't need to tell him. Right. So it's a little sweeter for me, but the game worries me. The shooting worries me. The talent worries me. Um, and I know I'll probably get lambasted for this <laughs> <laughs> or lambasted or whatever the hell it is. But I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, 80 68 duke. Mm. And unbelievable. And, and look, this is this is there there is a little bit to this too because oh, when I'm go. when I'm look, 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 look. Yeah, here's my justification. Sometimes when there's a game like this coming up, I try not to predict the win, okay? Because, because it's just one of those things, and it's sports, it's it's sports uh, superstition for me, and I would rather be wrong and have Syracuse win this game than be than be right and have me hit the nail on the head with the score. Let's just put it that way, okay? That's fair. Okay, that's all we got for us. Unless Joe wants to add something more enlightening to this show, I think we're out of here. Mm. What do you think, Joe? You got something? You S- got some words of wisdom S- or anything? S U woman lost today to Virginia Tech. Okay. That was not exactly what I was going for there, but we'll take it. So, uh, Syracuse pulls off a huge upset yesterday. Syracuse lacrosse looked like they were on their way to a to an easy matchup versus Army. They turn around, they get they get crushed. And then God. and then Syracuse women's lose. So there we are. There we have it. So Anyways, I want to thank all of you for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. If you've lasted this long, well, congratulations. Thank you to Bet Online. Thank you to eBay Sneakers. Thank you to Dan Hamer of SU Sports Lax Pod. And uh, for Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace. That was a lot to stick in there at the end. I didn't think I was going to get it.